Welcome to CodeCast. We're a podcast that focuses on everything tech, and we give you an idea of what developers, startups, and creatives are up to in Zambia and across Africa. Every two weeks, we explore different topics and applications of technology in the real world. Every episode is brought to you by Agora Code Community. For more information, visit agoracode.community or follow us on Twitter, at CodeAgora. Hey, how's it going? It's Wilfred Malenga, software developer at Zazu, and you're listening to CodeCast. Welcome, dear listeners, to CodeCast episode 19. We'll be talking about chatbots and messenger bots, how they have impacted on businesses and the pros and the cons. Uh, today we have two guests with me. Unfortunately, Mukuma and Elias are unavailable today, so it's just me, Cynthia. Whoop, whoop, yes. <laughs> uh, in, in the studio, we have Wilfred Mlenga and we also have Regina Mutonga. Uh, so today we're talking about w- the chatbots. Uh, we, as we have seen, I'll, I'll take an example of UBA where they they have Leo, uh, the virtual banker. Several people have used it. We shall not get into comments on how effective it has been. No, but it's just an example. And several other companies have been using uh, chatbots. Uh, so Wilfred and Regina, uh, how would you define what a chatbot is? Um, so. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, Yeah, so a chatbot is basically a software program that mimics um, either verbal or written text uh, using artificial intelligence. So you can think of it like um, the way you have your own personal assistants, like like Google, Google personal assistant, it's able to take note of, for example, you have a question about the weather, it's able to know, oh, you're asking about the weather, and then give you a response based on that. So it's basically just sort of like, they're trying to mimic or impersonate, like having a human interaction. So yeah, that's basically what the chatbot is. What he said. Okay. Uh, In terms of available tools, say I I am a beginner and I'm trying to build my own uh, chatbot. I know we've had some meetups with under Sikana Network and Facebook Developer Circle where we were actually running through on how you you come up with a chatbot. And I know for you, Wilfred, you you once did a project with, with chatbots. What are the available tools that one would use? Right. So... I think in the chatbot space, there are like a lot of platforms that you can use to <coughs> help you make uh, your own chatbot. I would say if you're a beginner and just starting, you might need to use a platform that uh, takes off all the the coding aside and just helps you build the chatbot using like conditions or blocks. So you have uh, platforms like ChatFuel mm-hmm. um, that can add that at least break down those steps and you can basically just make your own sort of block and logic without learning how to code. So I'd say if you're a beginner, you might want to use something like ChatFuel and there are many variations um, similar to that. If you're uh, an expert, I would suggest uh, diving into the code and using maybe Facebook's uh, developer tools for Messenger um they they pretty uh, well documented and you can like at least learn um the fundamentals um and get your get yourself doing some code um so you might you might need a backend or you might need like a server for your chatbot so when it does or when a user does ask for something that sends 
a request to the server and then uh, a response back when that answer is replied so you could build your own backend for that as well if you're if you're getting into the expert level okay um in in so if w at what how are there any guidelines on how i would identify the need for a chatbot when does one say i feel my either maybe my organization needs a chatbot on their website or on their facebook page mm -hmm. when does one need to how can i say it w are there any guidelines on how one would actually determine if they need a chatbot i think they are uh number one is if you have a business uh -huh. regardless of the size i think if you have a business you need to think about having a chatbot um Secondly, if you are intending on appealing to customers in different geographic locations, uh -huh. this is going to help you. I'll give an example. You're here in, in Zambia. It's, uh, what is it? It's like 6 p.m. probably. And you are appealing to people who are in a time zone seven hours behind you. Yeah. When they are awake, you're asleep. So it, it, you can't obviously be awake when maybe they ask a question. Uh -huh. So those are the advantages. You need to think about okay, when I'm asleep and I have customers who are seven hours behind me, 12 hours for some, I need someone to, I need, I need an assistant who doesn't go to sleep and responds to basic messages, you mm -hmm. know, things that I would respond very quickly to. That's what would help you identify. Basically, if you, you are in business, I think it's, it's a very, it's an advantage. You just need to have an assistant that doesn't sleep like you. Oh yeah, eventually we all need to sleep <laughs> and rest, yes. Um, what, are, what are some of the pros and cons that you have found uh, related to using chatbots? I know I will not mention a name, but there is one particular facility that Regina and I have had to use, where in as much as you use the chatbot, which it should help, uh, help, uh, help the client get the same sort of assistance they, they need to get if they were talking to a human being but you find after doing all that process you are still required to interact with a human being and repeat the same tasks that you you had to do yeah so which one which one you want to start with the pros or the cons any, <laughs> any. um yeah i think maybe we can touch we can finish on the uh on the pros like um regina mentioned like it can help you uh, engage with your clients at any given time so you can't respond to all your clients again so having a chatbot can help you do that it helps simplify uh, actions um, what other pros do we have uh, and you might like it might be an alternative for you if um, you want to just prove something like prove a concept so you might want to build like an app or uh, an e-commerce store and you, you, you don't want to spend a lot of time investing building an app. Uh -huh. Like you want to just figure out, do I have customers for this? Or how, like how do users respond if I was selling this sort of product? Uh -huh. So uh, making your bot will help you at least get that out faster, get your product out faster, make you identify what sort of things you do need. And you might not need um, an app or uh, a website in the future because what uh, a chatbot can do basically most apps like what they have a l all those features that you can have in the same app so it might be easier with that um, the last thing I, I'd say is maybe marketing um, if you make a bot for messenger uh, Facebook can help you advertise your bots 
Okay. So you're reaching out to a huge amount of audiences. Like I, I made um, a chatbot that I was just testing on like selling how to sell shawamas or like actually like selling shawamas. So I, I actually did make it uh, like written in the app that or in the chatbot that this app is this chatbot is just for testing. Like I'm not delivering any shawamas. Uh -huh. And people like in Nigeria and other parts of the world would still like message the bot like, I need this shawarma delivered right now. I'm like, it's a bot and it's not working. Working it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like it, you can reach basically anyone. Um, and I think that's, I think that's what makes uh, chatbots like pretty good. Um, so yeah, those were the, the pros, I guess. And then uh, the cons. Maybe Regina, what cons? Uh, cons. Um, one con I can think of is actually related to the pros that you mentioned, where um, people don't pay attention, they don't mm -hmm. read. Uh, it can be the depending on how the bot is programmed, mm -hmm. it can actually be a little bit redundant. Uh, I'm speaking from experience, um, clients. Uh, one pro of having that chatbot actually is it helps you weed out spammers. Uh -huh. But again, one con is that the way people ask questions sometimes, depending on what their ge geographic location is, they might seem like spammers to you. Oh, yeah. And because you have an influence, like I, I deal with, in a week I'll probably say hundreds of clients because I, I service different clients. Uh -huh. I really don't have time to read everybody's message. And some people I would just immediately ban you because <laughs> of how you respond to to the bot messages. Yeah. So you keep on, like, I'll give you an, uh, an example. People who ask the exact same question and repeatedly ask the same question uh -huh. are usually spammers. They're not always spammers, which is a disadvantage because then you end up blocking an actual customer. But they're usually spammers uh -huh. because a normal customer would pick a, an item on the bot and then proceed to ask other questions. But spammers would always just kind of select the same question without making a follow-up you know some people actually say this is not making sense can can i call somebody you know somebody somebody write on the on the page and say can i speak to somebody yeah. because i can't understand how the bot is working those are usually proper customers so you know one of the pros is that it helps you without the the spammers but also another con is you end up removing people who are actually <laughs> potential <laughs> customers um Another disadvantage, I would say, in as much as we love the help and the bots, they're not human. Yeah. So there are certain questions that are asked in a way that only a human being can respond. Mm -hmm. Like if you sell five different tables of five different prices, you would need a human being to explain to you why the tables are of different prices. Mm -hmm. And I'm speaking again from experience because it's not... You know, you don't put prices on certain things because they are dependent on the wood that you use or how big it is. Those are not things that can be pre-programmed because you don't know what wood you'll be using that month, for example. So in that case, the bot can't help you and therefore it will keep on giving the same questions to the user yeah. because quite frankly, it's not human and doesn't understand the difference of whatever wood you're using. So that's another um, disadvantage of, of using bots. With what you've said, I think it, it comes back. I, I remember there was a certain debate that was put, I was reading it somewhere online where the, they were trying to figure out uh, w which best approach 
is there to implement some of these chatbots? Do you still have to allow somebody to say speak to a human i've seen some chatbots when you're, you're talking to them you can actually interrupt them and actually say speak yeah. to a human and it will direct you to either call or email an actual human who will interact with you but then there are others who are saying hey then why am i implementing a chatbot if in the end it was still direct to a human being what are your sentiments on that um yeah i guess like a lot of a lot of people do have that feeling where they're like okay um I, you know it's a chat, but even how I've experienced it, I, I know this is a bot, but I want to talk to like an actual customer service. Mm. So for the company itself, um, it's still it's still like an expense to them. They still have to build it. Um, but yeah, I guess either way, I'd say you still need the chatbot because um, heading back to uh, Regina's earlier point, you can't reply to everybody. So you're still going to have to build some sort of way mm. to have that continuous engagement so yeah and and i i think one other thing this is something i, I tell clients all the time who say oh but what, what do i need a, a bot for mm-hmm. if, if i'm going to spend money on a bot and i'm going to spend money on an actual human being as a like a social media manager mm-hmm. why would i need to pay for both the simple answer to that question is when you pay for both and i, I always encourage them to pay for both uh we are in as much as we're techies mm-hmm. we're also users of other products yes there's nothing i hate more than not getting a response at all this is actual research that has been proven that when a customer receives a response negative or positive mm-hmm. they calm down so imagine if you're a bank and you have one million people messaging you at the same time and you're not messaging back any of them because one of the advantages remember of the bot is that it immediately um gives a response a specific response and that comes down a user so if somebody came down came to a bank or on, on facebook for example and is complaining about something and they came with hellfire just them getting a response from the bot uh-huh. comes them down a little bit so in as much as you have your social media managers they cannot handle the workload of a million customers uh-huh. at the same time so the bot is there to Calm down your customers. I can only imagine what Zesco goes through, which oh, yeah. reminds me I have never used their Facebook page. Maybe I should. If they Over don't have the a load bot, shedding thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I've never actually checked. I, I should check. I think those are the people that need bots because, or, or, or airtime yeah. people, you know, it's just, I feel like those people need bots. Because b- these clients are usually people who are probably, it's an MTN subscriber trying to enter Airtel for mm-hmm. Airtel and is complaining to say it's not entering, not realizing it's the wrong network. You need those people to calm down a little bit before you interact with them. Yeah. So already you're seeing the advantage of a bot. I, I wouldn't, I have no idea why people don't want to invest more into bots because I want my clients to calm down before I get to them. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah For the sake of them also, because now <laughs> we'll just be yelling at each other and then you lose a customer. And oh, yeah. 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 Uh, True. Uh, speaking of, uh, and you, you've passed a, a good comment, especially on our service providers like like Zesco. Could it be that maybe they're not uh, they they're not able to do chatbots, uh, say maybe for airtime if I'm failing to... Uh, redeem my talk time uh, is it because maybe sometimes they, they are failing to connect the chatbots with their APIs say maybe it's a chatbot that should be able to see or oh, I'm failing to enter and it should check whether the number has been used or not in, in their system and it should proceed from there 
Yeah. Um, I guess the thing with like a lot of companies here in Zambia and uh, generally the users as well is just that um, mindset of adapting to use a bot. Um, I think the companies themselves, they, you know, even like when people are advertising here, mostly they make sure they put the phone number. Mm-hmm. So it's just that right, right now for our users, like calling is way more effective to them than like maybe going on to social media. But for me right now, as, as maybe as a developer, as um, someone born in the uh, internet age i guess and not be busy yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah like i would i would use like a chatbot like for example if it's maybe a hotel um customer service or uh, a food delivery customer service i'd prefer maybe via messenger uh-huh. or via whatsapp like those are my go-to's but i think f- generally a lot of people it's just because they're not they don't have that mindset of using a bot to sort out those issues. Do you think maybe it's due to some of the negative stories that have come out from using uh, chatbots and this whole artificial intelligence thing that people are scared of after watching movies like Terminator where you have the whole Skynet and whatnot, the Matrix? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. People are always... Even we are afraid. I mean, there's no... Let's be honest. Even the techies are afraid. But it doesn't... I don't think it should hinder your your quality of life you know you might i like wilfred said i feel like you spend a longer time waiting on the phone for uh, somebody from the other line to respond yeah they are wasting and some of them are not even toll free by the uh-huh. way yeah, like dstv <laughs> not even toll free yeah, they are waiting and you're probably just going to spend like 15 minutes just for them to clear an error and that's another example yeah. by the way that i can give that dstv made and it's it's one of the positive things i say those people they did a great thing because mm. before on DSTV, if you have an error, you'd always have to call them uh-huh. mm. and then wait on the line. It's not toll free, by the way. Your talk time is moving. Uh-huh. And then they clear the error. Sometimes it doesn't work and you have to call them back. But now in my account, if I see a specific error like E35 and E16, uh-huh. I go into my account and I, I log into my account and I clear it on my own. Those are all bots, by the way. Yeah. It's not mm. like it's not some tiny human who's doing things at mega speeds. Uh-huh. Those are, it, I think people. People don't realize that bots are everywhere. Uh-huh. And I think people also don't realize that computers are everywhere. Like every almost everyone has a cell phone. Yeah. Those are computers. Yes. Pretty much everyone has touched those. So even those who say, I don't trust robots and I, I don't trust anything like that. But chances are you have used one. If you've gone into MTN and inputted your number there, uh-huh. the thingy that gives you your ticket, that's not a human being inside typing those things. Mm. All that is robotics oh, that yeah. you have to, you know, um, think about. So I, I I think people people get the negative side of all these uh, movies and, and whatnot, but people don't actually sit and think, oh, some positivity actually it's came out there, of this. Yeah. And now we can make mm. bread faster because a robot is now cutting the slices or something like people don't think about uh-huh. that you know like we, we can have more shoes because robots in in a factory are making them faster uh-huh. than we used to before i think they're positive so but okay. i'm biased I'll, I'll digress a bit so <laughs> uh, on 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 the topic of where you've mentioned to say we don't think about the positive side of uh us using AI or robotics or, or digital or technological solutions for some of the things that we we are offered as a service. Um, 
what is your take this is usually a statement i hear a lot of times to say but these machines are taking over our jobs yeah um so your question is sorry. <laughs> <laughs> how would you answer such a person who says i i don't like the fact that, well not even a question but makes a statement to say mm-hmm. i don't like the fact that these machines ro- robots or ai are taking over the jobs that we eventually would do like say the one regina just mentioned slicing bread yeah uh i would love to try to slice bread um but yeah, I guess the issue is right now, like there's so many jobs that you can say are repetitive in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give this example, but it's a good example. So if you're like customer service, um, like there's a couple of questions that you know you're going to get. So why not let the bot deal with like the first tier questions, mm-hmm. like the questions that are repeated almost 10 times a day. And then you get to just sort out the like high level questions mm-hmm. and then within the t- the time that that bot is helping you do that you can do a more complicated task so like if bots like or in generally if um ai is help is like reducing the number of jobs people have that uh you can say easier for a bot to do mm-hmm. then those people have i can say more free time but they have more time to invest in like doing something that can make them more money or like learning a new skill or something like that so it's it has its it's like there are two sides to it but looking at the good side i'd say you have more opportunity to like do more important stuff Mm. okay that's true pretty much that is this there's no the 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 robotics and whatever taking over our jobs is inevitable but we also need to remember that they are not. We learned this in school. Remember, giggle, uh-huh. garbage in and garbage, garbage out. out. Yes. A computer is only as complex as it was originally created uh-huh. to be. So, there are certain things that I personally believe the computer will still not be able to do, uh-huh. regardless of how advanced we're going to get. Probably the most advanced I've seen is Sophia, where she can respond to questions that are not being controlled by anybody else Uh but also you need to understand that that algorithm was inputted by a human being Uh those jobs those were actual human jobs that it was not sophia was not created by fellow computers Uh she was created by human beings those are jobs that are still very valid sophia breaks down she probably doesn't go swimming she doesn't eat she malfunctions human beings fix that Uh you still have those jobs so i just think like wilfred said the tier one the mundane tasks Let's throw them to the, you know, the, the robotics part of it. Let, yeah. Like the, the mundane questions of I'm trying to enter my, my talk time. What's your serial number? Guy gives you a serial number and you actually realize this guy is trying to input airtime for Airtel into MTN. Uh-huh. Those are mundane things. And I feel like maybe it's because I've worked in that space. You have no idea how many times in a day you someone will call question. you saying I'm failing to put talk time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you ask him what is your number and immediately he starts with zero nine seven sir you are inputting into the wrong phone those are mundane tasks yeah. you know mm. they should be done by i don't think they should be done by human beings also for the sake of our sanity <laughs> let's preserve our sanity, our sanity. yeah having to answer such questions yeah. continuously yeah okay um as we're coming to to the end what what 
what one statement can can you say in regards to chatbots any advice to our local companies agencies you know organizations that either and and already using the chatbots but maybe there are gaps or those that are not even actually using any chatbots at all um i guess for me i would say my closing statement is just adopt um i like if, if take for example uh what i mentioned about facebook helping people to advertise their products so you don't have to worry if you're do dealing in something like a local product like say uh, making uh artifacts or uh chitenge. you could you could sell to a huge audience through a bot uh -huh. or maybe even through a website but a bot would would be one way to easily engage uh, many users uh, bots now accept payments uh -huh. so you could do all of that through a bot and not have to have like uh, a huge overhead in development so yeah I would say my, my closing statement statement is just adopt like try use these platforms because you don't know like who's gonna use them and oh, yeah. yeah it's gonna open doors so. mm, what can I say about chatbots they if you already have one, those things can be reprogrammed. Uh -huh. You know, if you made yours a year ago, I would probably advise you go back to it and ask your developer to add more stuff. You know, as, as your business grows, you get newer questions, uh -huh. more mundane questions that become maybe what you never had before. Go back and reprogram them, add more stuff to them, ease your workload. If you don't have one yet, I, I always tell customers, just try it. Just whether it's on your website uh -huh. or on a social media platform just try it and see how 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 you like it and uh, especially if you have like i said before if you have customers in different geographic locations a chatbot is probably a necessity oh yeah because um i remember somebody said oh but i use one of those on facebook but do you have one on your website no but I, I actually went into the, the back end of her website and I showed her the comment section and I said, you see those uh -huh. people, those are potential customers you are losing because you are sleeping and not everybody's on Facebook, not everybody's on Twitter. True. Yeah. So the customers you have on your website, you are losing them. Uh -huh. And because they're in other geographic locations, they probably don't even want to call you or anything. Oh, they yeah. just want to leave a message. At least allow your customers to leave um a message and not exactly using the you know the the contact us uh -huh. format of leaving an email that's annoying for some people oh, yeah. for people people like me i find that annoying like <laughs> just put a bot there even though i know and and i know this all the time because i'm a developer i'm 100 percent sure i'm talking to a bot but just that something is responding to me i'm like yeah at least, at least i'm being heard yeah. at least i'm being heard they'll see it after 11 days but it's fine at least i talked to something yeah. people like that True. So get one. Dear listeners, you've heard for yourselves. Hope we'll be seeing more chatbots being created soon. <laughs> In particular for our huge service providers. Hope you start looking into saving us better. Uh, I would really like to see a bot that would help me remember the 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 schedule for my load shedding in my area. That would be so lovely. Hope somebody from Zesco is hearing this. Sorry yeah. for calling you out, but yeah. <laughs> um, that was all for for today, episode 19. That was on chatbots. Uh, right now, I'll just allow our guests to do 
uh, plugs, they'll tell us what their Facebook usernames are and their Twitter username in case any of you would like to ask them questions. But in case you don't hear them in the podcast, we'll actually put them in the description. Wilfred? Um, so Facebook is Wilfred, but you, you're going to struggle finding me. So uh, <laughs> on Twitter, Molenga Wilfred, if, if you have trouble spelling Molenga, just check in, in the credits. Uh, yeah, but it's Molenga Wilfred, my full name, backwards. Okay. Your, your oh, on Facebook. Ah, Facebook, you struggle. <laughs> yeah, everyone is saying you struggle, yes. <laughs> you struggle and also I don't accept any friend requests, but try. True. It's you 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 can try your luck. It's um what is my name? It's what's my name on Facebook? Mukonda something. Yeah, Mukonda. Zimba Mukonda. Yeah, Zimba Mukonda. <laughs> uh, you can you can follow us as a Sikana Network on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, you can also attempt on Twitter, but I also do not accept followers on Twitter anymore. <laughs> I think I've reached my my maximum. It's one of the reasons I I, I locked both accounts. I was receiving too many requests. Um, but you can follow us kind of network is very open send mm-hmm. us a message on Facebook also try your luck with us kind of network the other one eh, okay. <laughs> so for Regina follow us kind of network both on Twitter and Facebook for me it's the same Python Kadisi on Twitter on Facebook Cynthia Malenga on LinkedIn it's Cynthia Malenga with the not real dreadlocks, but they'll look like dreadlocks. Yes, I'm saying this because we're several Cynthia Malingas. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Codecast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at CodecastZM and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss a show. Leave us a rating on iTunes and please do tell a friend about the show.